Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Arriva Dirty and good night. Arriva Dirty, which of course means goodbye and hello. Much like <laughs> Aloha. Ah, it's just like that movie, Mo Italy. Speak on that. Uh, it's like Moana, but it's the Italian offshoot. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the Arriva Dirties. It's like a co-host, Nick, but Italian. Say the thing. <laughs> I'm one of the other co-hosts. <laughs> this is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we talk about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure one day at a time. We recap and discuss so painfully, so we, slowly. We just really kind of dissect the things that make it tick, you know? Like... What is a Jojo? Listen What's his problem? Me. Who's he gonna hurt today? <laughs> How many dead dogs has he killed? Today we watched the 8th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Golden Wind aka Vento Oreo mm-hmm. which is also the 121st episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole covering chapters 464 through 467 of the manga parentheses with parts taken from chapter 508. Well, what? Which I'd wager would be the flashback content. Oh, I see. I see. That does make a lot of sense. Hey, Liam. Hey, Nick. Did you know that this week's episode has been brought to you by the strangely and aptly horse-shaped man, Christian Souls? Mm, yes, hashtag so random. Yes, Christian Souls is a horse. Well, look at him dance. Look well, at look him at go. him go. Christian Souls is a horse. Let me tell you, I wouldn't mind being a horse if I could look like that. Who um, damn? Yeah, youtube.com slash Christian Charles is a horse, if you're not familiar with that bit. Uh, is that from the Melbourne Comedy Festival? I'm it sure it's from many comedy festivals. Ah, That's course. how comedy is performed. Ah, multiple times. Yes. Why not just improv every show? Hard. <laughs> Hard and less good, unless you're good, very, very good at it. Unless you are literal walking perfection. Thank you, Christian Souls, for your kind donations and for putting up with us calling you a horse. And if it makes you sad, I just have to ask you, why the long face? Liam, we went so long without making a horse pun and you... No, just... we didn't! I mean, we did, though. So, Nick. Yes. Sex Pistols Appears, part two. Isn't it six pistols? Six bullets. Oh, six you bullets. You piece of shit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, I deserve Never that. question me again. <laughs> I come uh, here I'm with sorry. my sex I pistols. Shouldn't be mean to you. What? You are doing this under duress after all. Yes, I am. Click. Let's just cut the crap and talk <laughs> about this episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Let's get into it. Uh, This is, of course, an auspicious day because uh, the server code for City of Heroes has finally been leaked to the general public and I might get get to play that game from six years ago again. Shall shall we get all of the weird shit that we're going to mention at the start of the episode out of the way? Sure, what do you got? Uh, It's Easter. It's Easter. I've eaten a a lot of choppies. Which is... I got that Easter Anzac combo, baby. Yeah, it's literally like everyone I know has been like, you know if I take three days off, I get ten days off. Yeah. So I just take ten days off? Sure. Doing it. Try and stop me, HR. Ooh. Puff and stuff. Did they try? No. They were very fine with it. <laughs> That's what they said the first few times people came up to them. Like, I get ten days off. 
But then what happens after that, Liam? Society itself goes off for 10 days. Society itself goes off for 10 days to play newly re-released Illegal City of Heroes. Elaborate on this City of Heroes nonsense. So some of you may remember uh, the only good MMO that was ever made was whoa, City of Heroes. Whoa, okay, these are and bold And it claims. was good not for the gameplay, but for the character creator, mm. which was very robust and very fun. Naturally, naturally. Uh, and Tell then me more. Standard MMO gameplay, oh. which was to say, fun with friends. Ah, well, I can get on board with that. So then it was abruptly shut down six years ago by NCSoft, uh, mm. and I've heard a variety of reasons as to why that could be, including that they were siphoning their budget uh, to try to create a new, second, better version of it. When in fact they were just told to like keep doing what they were doing. But I've also just heard that like NCSoft decided that uh, it was done even though it was minimally profitable and that's fine uh it was potentially pulling market share away from their other games that could be more profitable ah, uh, I see. you know capitalism yeah uh, yeah yeah anyway for whatever reason it was shut down turns out a group that styled themselves the secret cabal of reverse engineers the score yeah had been secretly running a private server for the last six years and Enforcing in the community the notion that there was no private server and that any emulation attempts were futile, uh, led by a, a, a moderator on the City of Heroes Reddit, who he and his cronies would downvote and delete any discussion of emulation projects as much as they could, all the while running their own secret server for their, their good group of secret pals. Now, how did this uh, come out? How did this turn from a secret into a safe? I guess one could call it, where it went from unknown to very known, but still difficult to get into. Well, it's only all only happened in the past week or so. But how did it get out? YouTube user secret... Destroyer Stroyer made a video mm. with content about it and mentioned it. And then everyone was like, hey, wait, what the fuck? Uh, and then the guys who have been trying to hide it were like, oh yeah, we were going to go public soon. Uh, I swear. Um, and now it's all out there. What a strange twist. So it's just been I don't know. For... Come play City of Heroes with me, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I don't know how yet, and I don't know if I want to hand over any personal details to the people running this thing, but eventually people will be able to crop up their own service. Weren't you saying that there was some weird, like, you have to have super sensitive information given so to you them had, to play? So you had to give them so much personal info, I've heard. Okay. But also, like... Any, if you if you leaked info, anyone that you referred or vice versa would be banned along with you. So it created like this whole like cultish interdependent system to protect the secret. Oh man, so weird. Like so how if you try to leave a cult, they'll punish the people who are close to you to like yeah, yeah, yeah. To appeal to your empathy. Yeah, if you diss Scientology, they'll come after you, your family, your friends, and your podcast. Not my podcast. That's right. JoJo's Liam. World. Your one and only podcast. Not my podcast, Mystery Twins Detective Agency, the one that definitely has listeners. <laughs> Liam, you look awfully scared. Hmm. Is this a mystery? Do we not know if there is? I'll take the case. Nick, I don't really know what this improv beat you're putting up there is. I'm being a detective! No, that's what we do on my other podcast. Oh, but can I be a detective here? Can I? I'm just imagining you with, like, the blind shadows on your face. Yeah. Being like, it was a dark day and uh, I was sitting in my office with my only two friends, my Colt 45 revolver and my flask of whiskey. And then Liam S. Smith walked in. He's a handsome fella and he's so stylish. We were going to record a podcast together. And then it's like, Nick, shut up. Hirohiko Arishin. <laughs> yeah. 
We don't have one of those today. Oh, I'm so sad. You're sitting on one. I know you're sitting on We've one. We've bandied around the bush for quite long enough. Nick, what did you think of uh, Tech Pistols Appears Part 2? I thought it was quite fast, quite odd, I thought. Very weird, but also kind of funny. Cool, okay. In many parts. This so. episode, it's interesting to me, I only really noticed in this watch-through, that this is the... Watch-through slash read-through, you know what I mean? Uh, no, but go on. This is the first in a series of stand battles for Mister that take place on top of or within speeding vehicles. Are you implying that... I'm pretty sure, certainly in the episodes that have aired to date, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that all of his, like, the stand battles where he's the lead focus mm-hmm. or, or one of the lead focuses... Involve a speeding vehicle. Not necessarily him being on it, but rather there is in some way a significant vehicle of speed. Usually that he's in or on. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Weird. Very weird. Okay, does it define his character more than his gun? No. Does it define his character more than his hat? Certainly not. That's the most distinctive thing about him. Never mind then. That and his uh, turtleneck half shirt sweater. (laughs) Which is basically a crop top that's trying too hard not to be a crop top. It's trying to be everything else. Oh my god, it's amazing. Shall we just get into it? Sure. Smash cut to Mr's tragic past. (laughs) Mr lived in Italy. He lived a peaceful lifestyle where he enjoyed staring at branches in the sun. Now, when I first saw that, I thought it was just staring at branches. And I thought, oh, amateur botanist Guido (laughs) Mr. I wonder what that branch is that belongs to... Well, I'm too simple-minded to figure out. I'm going to go now. So Mr's just like a sort of simple local idiot who just wanders through life just doing his own thing. Like occasionally he has wine and cheese. Occasionally he'll like meet a girl on the street and be like, hey baby, what's up? This just sounds like me. I'm not going to lie, but... Does it? Well, okay, instead of wine, it's whiskey. And instead of cheese, it's like a 45 Colt pistol. And instead of girls, it's, it's like... Liam came in and we recorded a podcast Yeah, together. basically that. Whenever Mr. Needed Money, he would go to out front of the cinemas and beat up someone who was bad-mouthing movie stars that he liked. He's doing God's work, He Liam. often got his ass whooped as a result. <laughs> but he was happy with his life. You might call it simple-minded, and that's usually an insult. But overthinking incites fear into one's heart. Mm. So believes Mr. Now, that's oddly deep. Yeah, he's like a sort of a... A Bruce Lee meets Forrest Gump style. He's like a sort of poetic savant. Yeah. Yeah, he is. (laughs) It's very weird. When he was 17 years old, a certain incident happened that predetermined his destiny. Ooh. And then the narrator talks about how, like, people are just travelling the paths that they were destined to walk from their youth. But what's the event, Liam? What is it? Well, it was a clear summer night... And Mr. was just walking through the street, as he is wont to do. He met some babes and he was like, hey babes, you want to go hang out? And they're like, sorry, sorry, Mr. We've got plans. If we were free, we would certainly hang out with you. This sort of weird pseudo folk hero hobo that you are. The strange free spirit that doesn't have any identifying features. But we have plans. Fucking branch so, walker. And young Mr's uh, aesthetic is interesting too. Um, he's got a beanie. There's a clear through line to how he dresses now. Yeah. Uh, he's got he's got his floopy hat, which is just yep. a standard beanie. Yep. Uh, he's got a green coloured shirt. Which he he's only like done up the top half of. Ah. Uh, 
still got a bit of that midriff action. He's experimenting with different non-half things. Can't be bothered dressing himself the full way. Non-half thing. That means whole, Nick. That means whole. Or quarter. Ah, uh, non-quarter things. There you go. Sure. <laughs> Suddenly, out of the darkness, he hears the noise of someone assaulting a woman. Oh, a bit more than assaulting, but you know... Well, uh, he sees a car rocking. Uh-huh. He walks up to it and he's like, Hey, Biff, get your damn hands off her. So there's someone in the car beating this poor defenseless lady. Yep, she's half dressed. It's pretty brutal. Like, it's fucking hard. First we see it like half, um, like pretty, pretty obscured the through the, the window. Yeah. And he's just punching her in the face over and over again. But then we actually see it full on and it's intense. And he's all like, what are you going to do? Scream, get out of here. And you're like, okay. But Mr. Hesitated before going in. Yeah, and the guy is like, get out of here, McFly. Walk away. And McFly is all like, I'm filled with determination. I'm going to fuck you up. So everyone that everyone else that's in the car... I think he took his wallet. No, so there's another car nearby, turns oh, out. Oh, I thought they were just like <laughs> sitting in the driver's yeah, seat. So there's, this, most, there's this, this thug guy, and he's a clown, and all of his clown <laughs> friends have all piled into the same car to watch him rape this woman. It's all like, honk, honk, get fucked, mister. So Mr. pulls the guy out and knees him in the gut so hard that he like vomits white goo all over the street. Well, no, you're missing the most important part here. First thing that happened... Oh, no, he does name first, yeah, doesn't first. he? Never mind. I'm wrong. Hang on. Hang on. Let me just get the apology out there, okay? We have a high standard of quality here at JoJo's World, and I've broken the trust that the viewers put in me. Mm. Liam Flamey. Ah, <laughs> Okay, all right. That's one flay. One flay down. Now just eight more to go. Yeah, so the guy is like... <laughs> there's like... It's, it's meant to be the tables turning on Mr. for this, like, reckless act of... Trying to say, I'd someone. say, I'd say compassion, but it's sort of basic decency, dri- yeah. um, driven, but driven into. Um, I mean, basic decency would be all like, I'm gonna go call the cops. Suppose so. This is more like vigilanteism of like, I'm gonna pull you out Spurred of the car. Spurred into knee. heroic action. Yeah, there you go. He hesitated for but a mere moment, but then his impulsiveness and his simple-mindedness meant like, well, gonna beat this guy up. His resolute goodness and sense of I'll justice. Just, I'll just pretend that this guy is saying mean things about Tom Cruise. Ooh, now that is a step too far, buddy, alright? You know, he uh, he's a Scientologist, did you know? I feel like you've got a bit of an angle this episode, Nick. I've got a fucking vigilante angle happening. <laughs> In basically the same shot, we see like half a dozen other guys get out of a nearby car, but also the guy pull a gun. They're all like, how dare you? Yeah. The boss was having a great time. I'm going to shoot you now. Well, first the guy pulls his gun and he's like, I'm going to shoot you, stranger, who, whose name I definitely don't know is Mr. But he's panicky the narrator, and shaking. The narrator chimes in. There's no guarantee you'll hit someone when you're shooting a gun, especially if you're panicked or in a hurry. The f- you might pull the trigger before the gun is properly aimed at them. Uh, he said, breaking down the process of aiming a gun as if speaking to an animal. <laughs> Am I the animal here? No, mysterious. Uh, Driven purely by instinct as he is. Both shots went wide under his arm. The guy's like, what? And Mister is just like calmly walking towards him. And the guy keeps shooting. And then also all of his friends start shooting. And we see in bullet time... All these bullets just going wide around him, leaving those um, Matrix-style air ripples behind them. You know when, like, a six-year-old gets really excited about something? He's like, and then and then he, he shoots the gun, mm-hmm. and they all miss, and then other guys shoot the gun, and they all miss? This is that. 
I would like Nothing. to think I was a bit more coherent than that. No, no, no. I mean, this is like the story that a six-year-old oh, yeah. would tell. Sure, yeah. Where it's like, and then another guy, he shot like all six bullets and they all missed him. So obviously it's not made explicit in this flashback, but like this is arguably like a proto version of Mr. Stand. Oh. Where theoretically, you know... Had he fully manifested, you would see tiny imps like swirling around his head and redirecting these bullets. Or would they? There are too many. Or is it just fate? Because, you know, Mr. does get shot plenty of other times and is unable to do much about it. (laughs) I mean, in this episode alone. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just his resoluteness got the better of him and he was just invincible. And thematically it is similar to the operation of Sex Pistols. Mm. Except they apply to his bullets. Not. That's why I said thematically, not literally. Yeah, but if it was thematically, no, be like he would not have bullets in his gun, and he'd like throw a gun, and he would hit perfectly and kill a man. That's not how sex pistols works. Well, no, but that's why it's thematically linked no. because then it's I, like I, I he disagree. does things. Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we have very high standards of quality here on Jojo's <laughs> World. Two strikes, Nick. Two strikes. Oh, get the flare. So yeah, then he walks up, he grapples the guy, easily takes the gun and bullets from him, and then shoots all three? Or three or four of them, I think, in the head instantaneously. And that's how he knew his name was Mr. Mm -hmm. Middle name can shoot real good likes. Last name... Mr. is his last name. Oh, what's his first name? Guido. I refuse to believe that's the case. Middle name... (laughs) My name is not Guido, Mr. Uh... End of flashback. I guess the woman was fine. Mr. Probably went to prison. (laughs) And then Bruno probably bailed him out. Was all like, hey, I like the cut of your jib. Join the Avengers with me. He he lost an eye three weeks later. And he was all like, hey, I'm Bruno Fury. You can call me Nick. Sure. Well, I'm just thinking if we can tie this into the recent Avengers movie, we can get mad clout, Liam. We can get so much clout. It's all about that SEO. Oh, spare me. It's like Mr. The First Avenger. And you're all like, ooh. No, it's obviously Bruno. No, Bruno's Nick Fury. Oh, okay. Iron Man was the first... No, Captain America was the first Avenger. Or was he? Well, in this case, Abakio would have been because he had his flashback and recruitment thing true, last week in the post credit scene. No, but Abakio... Before last. Well, okay, that makes Jono Iron Man. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Is this too equivalent for you? No, it's too forced. It's too me making a joke for you, Liam. Joke is a strong word. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, all right. Burn it down. Just shut it down. Shut it down. End of podcast. Flay it. We've got it down. What is... You've got some weird fixations today, Nick. I don't know. Flaying Scientology. I don't know. It's something about... Because I'm going to be playing... You had your coffee. No, I haven't. But I don't drink coffee. Whatever, Red Bull. Oh, yeah, I haven't drunk my Red Bull yet. I'll fix that later. Take a deep breath. Clear your mind. Uh, Podcasts. Yo. Okay, we're back in the zone. Yeah, uh, end of flashback. Mister's hanging from a speeding truck. <laughs> I just love that every time we come back from a flashback of anything, it's like, and now this ridiculous situation. Yeah, Mister's like, so sorry, I was having a flashback while I'm pointing my gun at you, bus driver. <laughs> so he's all truck like, driver. I'm going to kill you, man. Turns the gun away from the truck driver and shoots a man in the head. Yeah, just the the guy that we recognise as the other guy who was in the car low those many weeks ago discussing Polbo's fortune mm. is standing on top of the truck, heretofore unseen, uh, and then Mr. Abruptly shoots him in the head. End of episode. <laughs> Easy peasy. And the truck is driving at speed and the guy isn't dead. 
But but we just shot him in the fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> you you say yep as if that's just common place. He was like, I knew that the truck driver wasn't the guy who was working with uh, Zakero because his right leg isn't injured, and I can see that here from next to the passenger seat. Ah, that makes sense. The guy who we know to be called Saleh, just to uh, make it easier. Is it Saleh or Sage? Well, like, it's definitely not Sage because it's S A L E. But could it be? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's Italian for salt, actually. Sal. Oh, I see. Uh, Interesting. So he's like, uh, You shot me twice, man. Once in the head and once in the leg. Not cool. And Mr's all hanging from the side of the truck. How could you be alive after I shot you? And then he's like, Oh, damn, I meant to say something cool. I, I could have said, like, Yeah, man, that's what I meant to do. But I actually just meant to ask him how he survived. The guy's like, Oh, that's so charming of you, mister. The way you shot me in the head. <laughs> that said something dumb. But anyway, you're the only one of your little gang who's seen my face. So I just need to kill you now, mister. Little does he know that his name is Mr. Whoa. And, and he's not just using a formal honorific. <laughs> sure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Gee, mister, you shot me in the head <laughs> twice. That was awful rude of you, sir. Uh, it's mister. What? It's mister. You should you yeah, should refer to me as Mister. Mister, Mister. You know I like the sounds of that kid. You can join my gang. Yeah. Um. By the way, Saleh is two kids in a trench coat stacked <laughs> on top of each other, and they just throw fucking gummy bears at people. That's their stand power. Sure. Why gummy bears? Uh, because that's what kids eat. Ah, kids only eat gummy bears, as we all know. That's correct. Mr. Fires a few more shots. They're all easily blocked. We get a good look at uh, this guy's stand. Looks like a sort of. Uh, Sleeker version of like a 60s robot. Yeah, it's really, it looks like. Looks like one of those, um, those Protectotrons from the Fallout franchise, <laughs> but a bit sleeker. I was gonna... Or like the, um, the Lost in Space robot. I was going to say it looks like a robotic, uh, Mouth of Sauron. Mouth of Sauron, of course, famously, in a uh, cut from the Return of the King movie. Uh, unless you have good taste and watch the extended versions. Did it even like get into those? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's in the director's cut, and he's all like, I have a message from my master. And then he just smiles like that. And Aragorn's basically just like, fuck you, man, we're going to fight. And then he's all like, ah! And then he just runs away. Sure, he's just some rando dude. <laughs> he really is. In the movie, when I watched it, because I watched it with um, our mutual friends, Dom and Ben. Ah, yes. Uh, so the two of them, to give you an idea of how much they love Lord of the Rings, I played Trivial Pursuit Lord of the Rings version with Ben, mm -hmm. right? We have the house rule that... Me and his girlfriend only have to answer one of the questions on the cards. Like normal Trivial Pursuit, right? Easy enough. Ben must answer all six ah. to continue playing. Super fan. And he won. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. To continue playing? Get one wrong and you're out of the game, Ben. Oh, Elimination so Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. But when I watched it with them for the first time, they like literally quoted as he was talking. As the, the mouth of Sauron? Yeah, as the mouth of Sauron. Truly, was they were the mouths of Sauron. And they were just like, I have a message from my master. Looked at each other deep in the eyes and then went back to the film. And I was like, what is going on? What is happening? <laughs> have I joined a cult? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, so he looks like that. His name's Kraftwerk. Uh, oh, or, named after Kraftwerk. Yeah. Or as we saw in the, um, the subtitles today, Arts and Crafts. I don't know which one I like better. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like arts and crafts. It is ridiculous. Fear the power of my arts and crafts. Oh, no, not child strength glue. Sure. 
You just put it on kids and they're like, and stuck. And you're like, boop. My stand, arts and crafts, allows me to reenact the sexy pottery scene from Ghost. No, there will be no ghost Which, to be fair, you could do with any stand. Ooh. Well, not any stand, but most. Can you do it? Star Platinum. Well, I mean, obviously you can do it with Star Platinum. Except it's just like a, every time they like bring it in closer. What about, um... What's Kakuin's stand again? Hierophant green? Yeah, it's got hands. No, it's invisible. It, oh, it has more than hands. It's just serpentine up the uh, the vase bit, and that's how it shapes No, it. but it's also important that it's like also basically embracing you at the oh, same yeah, time. Oh, yeah, true, true. Maybe the serpentine is embracing you, and it's... Uh, and it's. I'm know, sure there's a, um, yeah. a small but dedicated <laughs> fetish community on the internet that's into that sort of thing. And now we're in it, Liam. Now you and I are in it. Don't at me about this, please. At me about this, but don't at Liam. Um, it can be our little secret. You don't know secret. the storm you're unleashing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 30 notifications on my phone. Hey, this new guy just decided ghosting is a thing. It's You've like, oh. been invited to Sexy Pottery Reddit. Hmm. Um, ghosting. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like that doesn't already have a meaning. <laughs> Subscribe, but don't join. Kraftwerk. The Jojo Vele commentary for which is... Oh, we should say we should say beforehand that its power is to like fix things in place. So at- it's like if you throw like a rock at him, he can like just pause or it indeed in- a bullet. <laughs> yeah, or indeed a bullet, he can affix it in position. Yeah. Or if you're touching something, he can make it so you can't take your hand off it. Mm. Or is it just that his hand can't move? I suppose like his hand is locked in that position. Mm. That would make sense in space. Yeah. Although I suppose, no, it must be attached to the object because in Mr's case, we'll soon see his hand is stuck to the thing on the truck, but he's not just stuck to that spot in the air where he was. Well, his hand is. No, because his hand, he's still, you know, the truck is moving and he's still ing along with it. He's not getting his hand ripped off because it's stuck to that one spot in the air a mile back. <laughs> yeah, but this is also Jojo's physics. <laughs> sure, okay. It, does, it doesn't matter. Jojo Valet commentary for craft work. <gasps> I try not to give similar silhouettes to stands that appear together. On another note, now that I look back on it, I might have obsessed with giving stands gritted teeth around this time. Laughs. Oh, no. Now, you might recall a couple of weeks back, um, he talked about how Soft Machine, Zakero's stand, was... Um, which one was Soft Machine? Zakero's stand. Yeah, but which one was that? Stabs you, deflates you. The boat, the two boats. Yeah, I can't remember what it looks like though. That's the problem. Well, he said, as I as I mentioned in last time's Jojo Bella commentary. Okay. He used dots design on the design of our soft machine to differentiate it from the line uh, patterning that Craftwork had. Ah, interesting. Because in his mind, they appeared together, though. Yeah. Yeah. But they had to be different because obviously you can't have your dots and your dots. That's <laughs> come on. What is this, fucking amateur hour? Like, come on, <laughs> come on, fucking jeez. This is JoJo's. This isn't for kids, okay? Kraftwerk. They're a band. A from... German band. They almost started electronic music. Did they do We Are The Robots? We Are The Robots. I think so. <laughs> yes. Is that the one that's like... No, I'm thinking popcorn. Did they also do Run, Run, Run on the Autobahn? I don't know. I... It might have been them. I don't think it was. I think it was. Because I know they've got... The release of Autobahn in 1974 saw Kraftwerk moving away from the sound in its first three albums and investing in newer technology, such as the Mini Moog. Shit. I was so close to getting it right. 
We've just listened to the small clip of what exactly? Of Autobahn by Kraftwerk. <laughs> okay. So you know how recently we've gotten a whole bunch of artists who are like looking to the past to make modern music? Make a lot of synthy sounding stuff. Say, you know, Carpenter Brew, uh, uh, Perturbator. I don't know what any of these words you're saying are. Uh, are you making these up? No, I'm not. This is the best part. Uh, Carpenter Brew, Perturbator, a third shaper. band I made up. Yeah. So they've all got that like 80s sound. That sounds like them. Autobahn sounds like that. It's just weird. It's really weirding me out. Anyway, continue on with your precious little podcast. I'm going to listen to... (laughs) Your (laughs) precious little anime podcast. Go on. Tell me more about Jojo. Jojo. Jojo Wiki asserts that Arts and Crafts, the Uh uh, translated name, Mm -hmm. is a reference to Arts and Crafts Productions, a music-focused media and artist services company that offers information as an independent record label management firm, merchandiser, and publisher worldwide, but I am sceptical. Fuck that! (laughs) No! It was founded in 2003, which was... (laughs) No. So that's like... After this happened. 11 years after... Before the anime came out. That's like 11 years after that JoJo's part came out. But of course, Arts and Crafts wasn't used as the... Oh, no, you're right. Translation name at that time. I'm sceptical. I'm sceptical as well. So fuck you, JoJo Wiki. You bring nothing to my life. So where are we? Um, He's just been shot in the head. He's like, ow, you shot me in the head. What the hell, bro? My craft work. He fires more shots. We see craft work. It looks like a robot. Well, a, a mouth of Sauron robot. Sure, yeah. Missing like half of its... The mouth of Sauron can be a robot. You don't know. I guess it is technically an automaton. I think it's just a guy. (laughs) It's just a guy in a suit. But really, aren't humans the automatons of society? Ah, capitalism. Mm. Mm. I can easily deflect your bullets. And moreover, you just shot four bullets at me and you shot me twice back in the warehouse and were foolish enough to not reload. That's six bullets, the translated name of your stand. That tracks. That's correct. And Mister's like, oh shit, I better reload. Better hop down from this uh, hand. Oh no, I can't. So he kind of like wiggles around a bit being like, oh whoa, I can't actually let go of this thing. So how do I... And the driver, meanwhile, is also like, I can't remove my hands from the steering wheel or my feet from the pedal. If this truck goes beneath 88 miles per hour, we're all going to see some serious shit. (laughs) Keanu Reeves is just sitting in the passenger seat like, you got to chill, man. Yeah. You got to, like, harness your inner John Wick, mister. (laughs) Pulls out a dog. Listen, man. Shoots man with dog. I don't know where this is going. Save me from myself, Liam. I was thinking earlier before you arrived today about um, recutting the first like 30 minutes of The Matrix so that it's, um, you know, follow the white rabbit, etc, etc. Yeah. And then at the end, he just, instead of leaving The Matrix, he gets to play City of Heroes. <laughs> oh my God. Stupid. Do you want the red pill or the blue pill? Oh, um, and then it's... Um, or the secret <laughs> special pill. I've got this. Oh. The blue pill is, of course, the... Logo for City of Heroes, uh-huh. and the red pill is, of course, the logo for the spin off and expansion City of Villains, which was had a red color scheme as opposed to City of Heroes' blue color scheme. Oh, Jesus, I'm very funny. And then, what happens if there's a super secret third pill? It's just white, the color of Sim City released in 2000 or whatever uh, it was 2010. Oh, the bad one, the bad one, uh, yeah, video games. Oh man, so terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, Sal- 
Sal monologues for a Sale, while. Please. Sale, please. Salt. Yep. He monologues for a while about yeah, he's Angelina Jolie's salt. Um, he <laughs> monologues for a while about how like, oh, I'm so glad that you're here to fight me, Mister, because that means that the Romans were the Romans. The Romans. The Romans are coming. Ah, the ancient Roman numerals. Yeah. Uh, the rumors about Polpo's fortune were true. Ha ha! I'll kill you and take the fortune. Passionately. A billion dollars. Oh, passione. Mr. lets some bullets fall from his hat and manages to make four of them drop into his gun. Okay, I thought they came out of his mouth, but that's fine. <laughs> what? I thought they came out <laughs> of his mouth! Ah, my secret special power. <laughs> Uh, hey, I've, I've seen Barky I've seen the guy that does that Where he's like Hey I bet you don't trust technology I don't trust technology Well guess what I do Vomits grenades Stranger things Bam. have happened in Jojo's I suppose Oh no Well yeah One of them was a vampire Well I mean he I, was don't a need, vampire. I don't need a list Okay alright <laughs> We've had some dead dogs That's enough for us He shoots He manages to shoot him in the throat With some sex pistols Kicking bullet trickery. Pow! Guy falls off the truck and Jorno's like, well, great. Jorno? Yep, Jorno's there. <laughs> great work, mister. You did it. I'm also here. <laughs> Etc. Yeah. yeah. Um, mister climbs onto the roof of the truck and he's like, oh, man. I gotta, gotta get back to the marina. I've seen the guy's face. So, like, no need to take a risk. Just go regroup with Jorno. He leans over the uh, driver's window. He's like, hey, stop this truck right fucking now and turn us around. I gotta go back and meet with a friend. Mm. The guy's all like, okay. And it's very funny throughout the episode how, like, he's like, stop the truck. And the guy's like, but you just told me to keep driving. Well, now I'm telling you to stop the truck. My favourite one is where he's like, hey... You stop this truck right now. It's like, but before you want to be kicked off, it's like, well, that was more or less correct, but now I'm more correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mister. So simple. I've only got four bullets left. What a tragedy. Four is the worst number. Gads. Is this the point where we see Giorno back at the docks and he's all like, blood, no mister. Do-do. Inconclusive. <laughs> a clue. <laughs> Maybe there was a car here. And now because there is not a car here, they took that car. Wait a minute, that car. Doubt. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a new and fresh meme. Jorno... Uh, why do I keep doing this? Mr. Laments about how he dropped all those bullets before. It's what like, if he needs more bullets to fight? This is a disaster. I've only got four bullets. And then all of his little bullet friends are all like, It's okay. It means we can do our best. Sure, yeah. We're a team. We're unionized. <clears throat> yep, all right, sure. Let's believe that. So they're driving, uh, they're going to turn around and go back to the marina, but but gasp, forsooth, what? That what? man, what he's man? hovering in the air. Which which guy? Sal. Give me a whole oh, salt. It's Saleh. His name is Saleh. It's Saleh, and we'll parlay down at the marina. Oh god, what song is that? Load your gun and we'll have us some fun. Oh my god, I know this. <laughs> what is that from? That's Prince Ali. Oh... I don't know that. I thought that was a pretty good off-the-cuff... That's uh, a good reference, though. ...song parody. That's a good parody. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know what? I give that a 7 out of 10. That's generous. For me. 
He's ho- he's hovering in the air. No, he's not hovering. He's been throwing rocks and then <laughs> climbing over them. And then mm. he had enough rocks in his hands that he could scale the cliff by doing this. <laughs> so he's just been carrying these pebbles and rocks up with him this whole mm-hmm. time and climbing them like a net. Like a net? Like a fishing net. Like a fish in a fishing Famously net. Famously something that someone climbs. Yeah, well, no, a fish climbs it. Or like a ladder. Oh, I get you. I get you. Yeah, because a fish. I've heard of from... free climbing, but this is ridiculous. Oh, oh, oh. What? The hell's know. free climbing? That's like un- unassisted, unroped. Oh, the one that everyone dies when they're doing mm. it. Yeah. But also, he's also got no cliff. Ah, uh, yeah, but that's even worse. <laughs> Start the truck, asshole! And the guy, he's there. He's by the side of the road, and he's just he's just tapping a bullet that's hovering in midair. That's a curious thing to be doing with a stationary bullet that will not at all be having more and more momentum added to it by the laws of physics, which we all know mean that if you apply energy to a static object, it must move, otherwise it does no work. So the energy has to go somewhere, like inside the bullet. And the guy is like, uh, can't hit it too hard, gotta be precise and slow. Tap, tapper, tapper, tapper. (laughs) (laughs) Tapper, tapper, tapper. Uh, and Mister gets two shot, gets shot uh, in the gut. He starts to slowly bleed out. So all the oh, energy. Yes, sorry. Explain. So, so all the energy that's gone from this bullet has shot forth, and when he's released it with his stand. All the accumulated energy has pew. That's the technical. Term. Twas if he applied a great deal of force to it, yeah. rather than a lot, lot of little force. Yeah, because um, inertia. Speak on that. Uh, well, let's say you're in a vacuum. Uh, let's also say that you're a perfect sphere for the sake of simplest. Actually, no, let's not. Let's say you're you in a vacuum, dead. Wait, I'm me? You're you in a vacuum, dead. Why am I dead? Because uh, it's a vacuum and good luck breathing in a vacuum. Mm, I can do that. I'm like freezer. Never mind then. <laughs> you're in a vacuum alive and I'm like... He tapped me. And then I'm like, if you ever do that again, so help me, Nick. Oh man, this explanation is going to get a lot harder. So I like keep tapping you, right? Yeah. If I keep tapping you, eventually you'll just go faster and faster and faster because there's no resistance, man. I don't think this is quite the same though. No, because this is like you're a stationary object in time. Yeah. But it's the same idea. It's like tapper, tapper, tapper. Because if you tap me without any resistance, I would start straight away. Okay, better example. Let's say... Better example. Let's say I'm a bullet frozen in midair. And you're trapped, say... By some sort of magical power. Okay, now let's say I tap you. Tap. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! Uh, So, yeah, it basically just flies off into Mr's gut. Yeah, shoots him. Yeah. Mr himself fires off another three bullets and they all go wide. You know what the worst part about that joke was? What? No one saw you lurching at me. No, with true. Your arms raised above your head, being like, I am done with this. Didn't raise my arms above my head. Liam, I was watching it, and you definitely did. <laughs> your subconscious anger came out. Is there something you need to say? And then suddenly, Saleh is on the... Uh, you said it right. Saleh Moon is on Ooh. the... Um... <laughs> Salt Moon. Ooh. It's a good name for a D&D character. <laughs> When the salt hits your eye like a big moon in the sky, that's Asale. Sure. When the fifth bed released and you thought rogues are the shit, that's a D&D. I don't know what the other... I don't want to talk about Dungeons and Dragons on this podcast. Oh, no. But why not? We already have the four. Yeah, but that was in a special bonus episode. Mm. Because I have opinions about... 
all the things. The people they employ. Uh, of course, of course, naturally, naturally. Yes, yeah, what? So, um, he's on the truck, he's tapping another bullet, and he's like, yes. It's, so I wrote SOS in Morse code, quoting him, Which, but my oh. phone autocorrected it to SOS in Norse code. <laughs> so instead of, instead of that, it's like, yaw, yaw, famously the noise Norse people make. They do. What are you talking about? That's, that's the only noise they make. I've never heard a Norse person. I've me- I've never <laughs> I've never met a Norse person. You know, you've been a very Norse boy. <sighs> this can only go places, Liam. It can only go places. So he's like, yes, tapa tapa tapa, and then it flies off. No, he's still tapping. Oh, Mister Monologues for a while about how four is the worst, and this is all four's fault. To be fair, he's not wrong. But now I only have one bullet left, and one is a much better number than four. And and we see five, six, and seven climbing onto his final bullet. Ooh. Saleh is like, you idiot, don't shoot me again. I've already proved it can't work. You can't win. You didn't win. And Mr. Zool, yeah, but I've only got one bullet left. And that means you're going to let your guard down. And if you block it and I fuck it up, then I'll, I'll lose. But I'm not going to because messing up is just hypothetical now because I'm going to win. And the guy's like, you'll never shoot me. And Mr.'s like, I'll definitely shoot you. You've, you let your, you've, you've let your guard down even now that I'm telling you you've let your guard down. Even still, I see the gaps in your guard. Mr., are you okay? I'm losing a lot of blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't explain the reason this guy keeps getting shot, but is fine. is because he's using his freeze power to affix the bullets just as they enter him. Now, here's the weird part, right? One of them is lodged in his skull. So he basically gets shot in the head ages ago, right? Yep. And he exposits to us that when you get shot in the head, he freezes it so it only goes skin deep. Yeah. However, we know from animation that that is most certainly a giant hole in his head. So... What else? <laughs> yeah, that bullet is definitely in there somewhere. Maybe he's got an abnormally thick skull. <laughs> and a very abnormally thin brain? Yeah, he's like a stegosaurus. <laughs> is that real? Is that I don't know. Thing? I mean, the dinosaurs have feathers now, so I don't know how to feel. I don't think the stegosaurus did. Only the, the bird-hipped dinosaurs. Lizard-hipped oh. dinosaurs, like stegosaurus, were still big lizards. Oh, good, okay. What about the one with, like, the frill, uh, the, the massive frill neck? I'm it- getting my podcast confused. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yeah. Okay, my, my other co-host hasn't. Ooh. Um, Poor old Bradley. No. Poor old... Nick. You don't listen to my other Nick podcast, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, yes, I do. What do you talk? You talk about uh, the genetics of detectives and their mysterious and how you ancestries. Can create a theme park full of detectives. Yeah, and then, but then they find a the way. The power out. goes out, and the detectives are loose, solving and causing murders all over the shop. Oh, no, that's the way that they get employed. Because, as we know, some detectives are also murderers, like Dexter or Hannibal. Wait, Dexter is in... Uh, Dexter from Dexter. The Blood Analyst. Dexter He's from... A detective? Dexter's Laboratory. Ah, that makes more when sense. When we say detective, we mean sleuth and mystery solver. Mm, I don't know how I feel about this. I would mean detective. Well, you're wrong for the purposes of our podcast. <laughs> so, Which it's not. This is my He's podcast. been freezing the bullets. He's been getting shot. And he's all like, you'll never shoot me now, mister. Look, I already blocked it. He catches it in his mouth and he's like, oh, I just let myself get shot in the mouth for some reason. It really hurts. But quote, it would have been a pain in the ass to block it. 
I mean, he's not wrong Less on a stupid level. Real stupid guy. Really stupid. So then... He's still getting wounds. These could still get infected and kill him. <laughs> I like how your concern is like, you know, he's gotten shot and he's losing a lot of blood, but they could get infected, you know? Think about antibiotics here. Like, he'd have to sit in a hospital. What about the long-term He's bragging problems? as if he's not taking any harm when he stops these bullets in his skin. That's true. He is like... You shot me, but did you really hurt me? Yes. But did you, mister? Huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah but like, <laughs> but can you? Can you hurt me, mister? Yeah. Wink. Yes. It's like mister just slowly gets up. You've got down. no bullets left now, mister. And I'm gonna tap a tap a tap a murder you. And mister's all like, well... Well, I guess you've lost then, haven't you? You sure did let your guard down. What? Cut to all six Sex Pistols climbing onto the bullet. He sure did let his guard down when you're out of ammo, mister. Here we are. What? I'm already releasing the bullet. Uh-oh. We can aim super good when we're right next to you. Bullet flies off. Sex Pistols jump off in front of it. They're really fast, I guess. All six uh, of them. They all do one big team kick. And Pachow. kick the bullet back at Saleh, but he's all, ah, but even now I can block it. But, but can you? For the bullet splits in half. In twain, like so many sticks. And flies around his blocking arm. What? What? And one half just goes off to irrelevance, but the other half... One half shoots an innocent boy. <laughs> a, a, a small urchin <laughs> selling strawberries by the side of the road. He's just sitting there going, oh, I do hope I can afford enough for the orphanage. <laughs> and now I die. <clears throat> the other half flies through the sky, up into the bullet, lodged in his cranium. Yep, the bit that we hit before with the other bullet. Yep. That we shot before. Hit, hits that bullet, sends it into his brain. He stands there for a while. His eyes go wide and he dies. And then Mister's like, ah, even now he's not quite dead. Let's drive back to the marina, bus driver. But you wanted me to drive. Oh. Yeah, well now I don't. What larks. <laughs> uh, that is a good bit. But classic rule of threes, no pun intended, where we see two, two pairs of sex pistols high-fiving each one other. And, one and six, I believe. Sure. And then I suppose two and seven. And yep. then three just punches five right in the face. Which is good comedy. It's great times. Mister's all like, oh, three. You scamp. Didn't I tell you to, leave, to lay off number five? I thought you told me to lay into number five. <laughs> and so they get a nice little pan up to the sunrise. <laughs> Sun's been up for some time. Uh, it's June 19th. The... Demon Hunter Dante comes down from the Clyfoth and he's all like, Hey, what up? It's June 19th. Keep going, please. Uh, he He's basically like, Hey, look, it's Hamilton or whatever your name is. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all like, Hey, mister, do you need a helping hand with demon hunting? And mister's all like, no. Quite ironic Bang. that the only way Mr. could win this fight was by throwing away his shot. Ah, uh, shit, I only just got that. <laughs> okay. That is, that, is a good, that is a good one. That is a good... <laughs> you're, you should get paid for that. <laughs> yep. Patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Keep it at the same amount of payment because we should not get paid much for that. <laughs> uh, um, blah, we, blah, we blah. Cut, we cut down to Good him. shot of Mr. just like relaxing on the roof of this speeding truck, getting covered in bugs. Yep. Uh, they arrive back at the Mariner, where 
he takes the poor dead man, salt, if you will, and he carries him back into that building there mm-hmm. and before the radio. Yeah. And, jo- and the truck driver's like, why I order messing around with me, the truck driver? If that happens again, I'll I'll give them a piece of my fist. And then Jono jacked into the truck, like, hey, I'm chasing someone. Take me to the top of the mountain. And the guy's like, uh, oh, I ain't gonna do this. And Jono... Jono slams his arm into the dashboard so hard it leaves like an arm-shaped dent in it. And he's like, I'm not fucking around, mate. I'm Jono Giovanna. And away I go. Very well. <laughs> Very good. Very good, sir. Uh, taxi service. Would you like a mint or a bottle of water? Yes. Yes, I would. Because <laughs> I'm Jono Giovanna. End of episode. Jojo. Okay. Okie dokie. Yep, that was that. Nick, what are our highlights and lowlights for Sex Pistols Part 2? I liked the part. With the Sex Pistols. (laughs) I think, without a doubt, my highlight is going to have to be, is is going to definitely 100%. Easy pickings, no need to score. I'm easy pickings. (laughs) Now that's a D&D character name. I reckon it'll go with the fact that he gets back up after being shot in the head. Within the first three minutes of the episode. Where he's just like, hey, there he is. Bang, he's dead. And you're like, oh, Mr's efficient. All right, I guess it's one of those episodes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you shot me in the head. And you're like, what? But how? And then the fucking fun begins. So yeah, I just really like that. You know, it just happens and it's like, bang. Oh, okay, I guess this, and then you're like, I guess Mr's competent. Fuck? Yeah, it's just really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My highlight is probably flashback Mr confronting those scumbags. Uh, you're a man of justice. Yep, I like the slow-mo walking around the bullets. And I like how easily he dispatches those, those bad dudes once he gets the drop on them. Yeah, what whatever happened to that lady? My low light <laughs> is probably going to be the stupidity of the fact that he has a bullet in his head... The whole time. I'm fine. Blood trickles out of his nose. Yeah. Or it's just like, I'll catch it in my mouth. I'm fine. Yeah, and then he's talking all gross, but he's otherwise... He's just like... Kakarot. Sure. (laughs) Is that the most guttural name you could think of? Is that why you went with that? Yeah, that's basically (laughs) Also, because anytime Vegeta is like, I'm losing... But I can't lose to Kakarot. Not Kakarot. Not Kakarot. Vegeta friggin' rules, man. Oh, Jesus. You know, we should watch Dragon Ball Kai at some point. Or Super. We could do Super in the off-season, oh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, Kai is like the shortened version yeah. of... Yeah. I tried watching a bit of Dragon Ball Kai. No, uh, just, just watch Dragon Ball Z abridged. No, because Dragon Ball Kai is like... You know how on a bridge they're like, Oh, he's such a terrible dad. He's like, this can't be right. You watch Kai and you're like, Wow. Wow, you don't even need abridged. <laughs> Your low light? Hmm. That's not a low light. I'm Come on. Thinking. That's the noise I make when I think. Hmm. <laughs> that's when you ponder. Mm, yes. Hmm. Ah, that's more your thinking tone. I think my low light is. I kind of just don't really like this fight very much, to be honest. Really? Uh, it's. For what it is, it seems kind of underwhelming to me. Oh, um, oh okay. Like, everything in principle seems cool, like shoot out on top of a speeding truck, but mm. I don't really get a sense of speed or anything from the for, from the proceedings. I mean, it is a very small van at best. It's one of those tiny trucks that you see doing, like, home deliveries. You're not going to attain 88 miles an hour with that. Unless you have stand powers. This is all I've got. Okay. Yeah. I was just giving you enough rope to hang yourself <laughs> 
I was going to be hoisted by my own petard at some point. Uh, yes, yes, of course. Exploded, exploded by your by own, own bomb. bomb. Yeah. And that's that's the way I'm copping out. I'm not giving a specific oh, low damn it. <laughs> All right. So, Nick. What do you want from me? Do you want to know what I think is going to happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Episode 9, Part 5, Vento Oreo Golden Wind. In the episode entitled, The First Mission from the Boss? Well, actually, what I was going to ask you... Yeah. Is that given that the two lads who were chasing the fortune that we know of have been dispatched, they're on the island with the fortune. Oh yeah. We don't have anyone anymore, do we? That we know of. Ooh. I was going to ask you what you think would happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo in the episode title that is similar to the one that you said because you saw it at the end of the episode today because ah. I had a mere lapse in concentration that you took full and sinister advantage of. I blame the big dog we saw. The first order from the boss. Ooh. The first order are the villains of Star Wars Episode 7 through 9. Uh. Yep. Uh, okay, the first order from the boss. Now, this could have a double meaning. And I'm not saying it could be one of those dumb episodes where it's like, the first order, it's for food. Because the boss is hungry for food. And they're like, we got the money. It's like, great. I'm feeling really hungry. Go get me this thing. And then we see Narachia's stand. Narachia. Narachia's stand. But someone's following them the whole time. So you're not saying this, is that right? Uh, I'm saying this is not what's going to happen. Okay, then what is going to happen? What is going to happen is that we're going to get an order from a boss. I don't know if it's for Jojo's crew or for someone else's crew. I think... I Does Bruno's crew have a boss? Well, as you may... Because Polpo was the capo, right? Yeah, they reported to Polpo. Polpo is dead. Yeah. They were going after Polpo's fortune to give it to the organisation as leverage to get Bruno promoted mm. to the capo. Mm, maybe that's what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll and be then all they, like, and then they receive their first order in yeah, that capacity. Exactly. Ah. And they'll be like, "Well, we can't let down the boss now, and we just got to work up the ranks. Stop the kids from getting the drugs. We've got to get those drugs off the street." But you know what the first order is going to be? Sell drugs. Sell drugs to kids. Go get the big drug shipment and take it to the preschool. Pretty much. Get them started young. So I reckon there's going to be some kind of like rival gang that's like, there's Bruno Butcherati selling drugs to the kids. We hate him. We hate him. He's the worst. No one likes Bruno He's Butcherati. He's responsible for the drug academic... Academ yep, the drug academics on the street. <laughs> Why, hello there. Um, do you have a moment to do a quick survey about... Um, Cocaine? Fuck you, man! Cool. So that'll happen. Yeah, I reckon maybe the first order will just be to sell drugs and they'll be like... We came on specifically not to sell drugs. And Bruno will be all like... Too bad, you're the drug squad now. Yeah. And maybe Bruno will be all like, you can't do this. This is unfair. Might in a conflict. We have to do what he says to the letter of the law while secretly finding ways to undermine him. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe they'll just give him, like, I don't know, a, a beating. But, I mean, I reckon it'll probably just be a conflict of morality. Ah. The episode. Fair enough. And then Narantia will be all like, don't worry, I have a plan. Plain! And they'll just find money elsewhere or something. It's plain as the nose on your face that I, Narantia, can solve this problem with my plane. Nice. This, <laughs> my stand is going to level the plane field. Less nice. I don't know what else to say. That's, I, I think they're just going to have to deal with uh, selling drugs to people. All right. Okay, yeah. that brings us to the end of our episode then. All righty. 
theme music, Jojo Tilly. Jodily. Just Jodily. Just Jodily. Don't you bring in a Well, second. I almost said Jojo Vet. Jojo, um, what was the last one called? Uh, Joe Grassy. What was the one before that called? Jojo Wave? Yeah, that's what I almost said. How did you get that one mixed up? Because I'm an idiot. This tracks. <laughs> Boom! This theme music is Jotally by Milk Juice, aka Nick Ballantyne. Oh, Listen to that. Oh, that's me. Patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Give us your money. We got um, the new bonus F is coming up some point in the future. Yep. Uh, some other bullshit will happen at one day. Uh, and uh, until next time. I always loved you, but you also shot me with a plane. To be continued.